0: uh this one is from a trade magazine so i'm going to be reading it verbatim as far as the article is concerned frankly i can't write it any better so uh that seems to be the best way to me for me to go on this one and um, i do want to give credit to the author this is from a trade magazine it's called import car and the author is andrew markel markel Marco. markel okay um also i'd like you to i'm going to reference my episode number four brake fluid changes and why if you want to check that one out as far as a previous podcast again episode number four brake fluid changes and why um it's going to, i'm going to elaborate more about you know why bmw specifically a lot of manufacturers are doing this but why is bmw recommending a brake fluid change at a certain time okay <laughs> Uh, It happens to be every other year, but again, I kind of elaborate more on that. So, you know, food for thought as far as checking that out, uh, it'd be a good idea. So, in any case, let's get going on this one. So, brake fluid for European vehicles can be confusing. Finding the correct specification can be ambiguous because some manufacturers give a part number instead of a specification in the service information or owner's manual. The, the confusion gets even worse when you try to select a brake fluid from your parts supplier. In theory, all fresh DOT, which, by the way, stands for Department of Transportation, all fresh DOT 3, 4, and 5.1 brake fluids are compatible with, with each other. In practice, when brake fluids are mixed, the properties can change. Compatible and correct are two different things. It's important you keep that in mind, Okay. New changes to vehicles have forced manufacturers to introduce low viscosity formulations for DOT4 and DOT5.1 brake fluids. Brake systems are not getting hotter. Brake systems have seen the addition of ABS and stability control systems. Most of the changes to brake fluid have been made to optimize the pumps and valves inside the ABS hydraulic unit, which is also known as the HCU. The pressures inside the HCU can exceed 3,000 PSI. If the brake fluid does not have the correct viscosity or kinematics, the fluid can cavitate when it is forced through the pump or valves. Cavitation produces tiny bubbles in the fluid. The small bubbles can alter the performance of the HCU. The viscosity is controlled by the formulation of the base stock. The viscosity of the fluid is also changed by the percentage of water absorbed. The additive package also can control the viscosity and performance. The additive package is a mixture of anti-corrosion, anti-foaming and other secret chemicals that give the fluid the desired performance characteristics for operation in vehicles. Like I mentioned earlier DOT stands for Department of Transportation and the DOT sets the standard for brake fluid. The two specifications they look at are the boiling point and the viscosity. The boiling point is is the temperature at which the brake fluid starts to boil or becomes a vapor. DOT specifies a dry and wet boiling point. The wet boiling point is measured when the fluid has 3% water content. Uh, Just a quick side note. Um, On that first episode that I talked about, I think it was number four, of why BMW wants to recommend brake fluid changes. The biggest reason is because most brake fluids are what's called hygroscopic, which means they will absorb water right through the air uh, and through any of the rubber parts in the brake system, in the fluid part of the brake system, okay? So Society of Automotive Engineers, SAE, says The average car, when the brake fluid is one year old, 2% of the brake fluid is now water. Okay, So if the wet boiling point that DOT comes up with when they're testing the fluid is at 3% water content, that means after about a year and a half, your brake fluid, even though let's say your car was brand new, or you have the brake fluid changed a year and a half later, 3% of it is now about, is about 3% of it is now water. Okay. So you are now potentially at whatever the wet boiling point of that brake fluid is at specification, you are there. Okay. So BMW recommends brake fluid changes every other year. Okay. That was just a quick side note. To meet the DOT specification for boil point, DOT 3 fluid has a dry boiling point of 401 degrees Fahrenheit and a wet boiling point of 284 degrees Fahrenheit. As the DOT number increases, the boiling point increases. New standards for DOT 6 brake fluids were drafted during the pandemic. Viscosity is measured by how the fluid spreads out over a surface in a measured amount of time. For brake fluid, the measurement is millimeter squared over a second, or MM2 slash S. Viscosity has been the characteristic where brake fluid specifications have changed in the past two decades. Two new brake fluid grades have been introduced to address the viscosity issue, .4 plus, or low viscosity, and .5.1 ESP. Both of these fluids have a lower viscosity rating. When you compare DOT4 to DOT4+, the main difference is that the DOT4 plus have a, has a viscosity of 750 milli, millimeters squared instead of 1800 millimeters squared per second of regular DOT4. The same is true for DOT5.1 ESP that has a viscosity half of DOT5.1. Fu- the viscosity of the fluid is critical for the operation of the HCU. The kinematics of the fluid is highly dependent on the viscosity. If this, the viscosity of the brake fluid is changed, it could change the ABS performance and the corrections of the stability control system. Compressibility is also a specification for brake fluid. Some very high-end racing synthetic .4 and 5.1 synthetic fluids can give a better pedal, but it is so small of a difference that only the very, very, very best triver, drivers can feel it. Dot-5 brake fluid is available. It still has applications for collector vehicles. Dot-5 is a silicone-based brake fluid instead of a polyethylene glycol-based fluid. Silicone is an inert substance, and this is why it is safe for some gaskets and seals. Polyethylene glycol-based fluids, or conventional or synthetic, will not mix with silicone fluid, Dot-5. It will lump together somewhere in the system. So if you have a car that you especially if it used to have .5 and you want to change it to .4, you're basically having to replace every single rubber part in that system. Okay, so hoses, seals, uh, caliper, piston, uh, O-rings, every single rubber part in that uh, system would have to be replaced. Okay. Additive packages. Due to contamination, heat, and or oxidation, additive package chemicals become depleted. When this happens, the pH of the fluid can change and the anti-foaming agents can stop working. Combined with the high water content, the driver could experience brake fade. Some European manufacturers like BMW and Land Rover recommend an extended service life brake fluid. This fluid has an improved additive package so that the replacement interval can be extended to three years. Uh, I don't know about Land Rover, but that it's not the case with BMW. It's two years. As far as I'm aware, it's two years. And frankly, I wouldn't go any further than that, uh, to be honest with you. Okay. Maybe uh, Land Rover has three years. I don't know. So anyway, continuing on. Controls, uh, yeah, Cor- co- corrosion of the hydraulic components is a concern for OEMs. When the brake fluid additives degrade, the surfaces of the brake lines are first to start corroding. The increased pH causes copper to become suspended in the fluid. Copper comes from the copper brazing in the walls of the hard brake lines. Copper can be a problem for ABS and some valving, but it is an indicator of the state of the brake fluid. The more copper that is present, the chances are greater that corrosion is happening in the system. When there is corrosion, it is a sign that the brake fluids anti-corrosion additives are depleted. Flushing When the difference in the brake fluid viscosity, excuse me, with the difference in brake fluid viscosity, the old fluid must be removed from the master cylinder to the calipers. Replacing a vehicle's brake fluid requires more tools and skills than a glass bottle and a clear tubing. Old school methods like the two-person or gravity bleeding techniques still work, but they are not efficient at replacing large volumes of brake fluid quickly. Machines and devices that can power or pressure bleed a system can make a fluid flush as efficient and profitable as possible. Power and pressure bleeders are changing along with the systems they service. In the past only 15 to 30 PSI was required to pressure bleed the system, but some new ABS modulators with electronic brake proportioning may need 50 to 60 PSI to bleed or flush the system. If you can't get your pressure bleeder to work under these conditions, look at the service information for the required equipment or pressure settings on their own gravity manual or power bleeding methods can't thoroughly flush the volume of fluid in the abs modulator inside the modulator there might be as much as five ounces of dirty fluid after flushing the only sure way to flush the fluid is to use a scan tool to actuate the valves in the hydraulic control unit be aware that the worst fluid is trapped in the abs valves and passages due to their non-integral design okay so that's the end of that one pretty good little article on brake fluid and and uh again what needs to be done with it and again that was written you know more towards repair shop owner and technicians but i i thought it was worthwhile uh hopefully it didn't get too technical for you but the idea was just to educate you more about you know what's happening with brake fluids and uh you know obviously they're changing over time and um you know just something for you to know as the owner of the car if you so desire to know that so I appreciate you listening as usual if you want to get a hold of me via email it's uh, bkpodcast5 at com. I'm also on LinkedIn and uh, we go from there I appreciate your time appreciate you listening hopefully you got something out of it and uh, you know check out the the list again I've got well, this was episode, what, uh, 126, so there's uh, there's plenty of uh, content out there if you want to check out other stuff. And and again, uh, as far as emailing, emailing me, if you have an idea, uh, you know, a subject title or subject matter you want me to talk about and you realize I haven't talked about it yet, uh, by all means, give me an email and, uh, you know, give me an idea of what it is you're looking for. If I have to do some research or something, that's fine. No biggie. I will, you know, check into it and pull something together and make a podcast out of it. So again, appreciate your time. Appreciate your listening. Hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you Thank you again.